It's Tuesday, February 22nd. I'm Jacob Cohen here with hustle writer Rob Letters, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. Today, we've got some interesting items on the menu. In a bit, we're going to talk about VR and times it gets a little too immersive. Yes. But before that, to start off your Tuesday, here are four things you should know. So I'm looking at the NFL and specifically a Dow that is trying to buy the Denver Broncos. Mm. And if you don't know what a Dow is, it is a decentralized autonomous organization. I have heard it described by Cooper Turley, who's an investor and builder of several popular DAOs, call it an internet community with a shared bank account. And if you didn't catch it last year, the big DAO that was kind of all the rage and really kind of brought this term into the public is Constitution DAO, which was a group of crypto enthusiasts that I think you and I were both part of, Jacob, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we <laughs> I was trying to buy the Constitution. I wanted to buy it too. We... Ultimately, we're outbid by Citadel CEO Kenneth Griffin, but... Yeah, what was it? 50 mil? I think it was 50 mil. I think so. And see, that is where this gets really, really interesting. So Constitution Dow raised $47 million by the Broncos, which is this new Dow that wants to buy the Broncos, is trying to pull together $4 billion to purchase the team. So a completely different scale, completely different level of fundraising. And people at the top of organizations already disagree enough. I cannot imagine. Like their entire goal is basically having the fans run the team. And can right. you imagine how many fights they're going to get into about like what they yeah. should actually do with personnel moves? It's There will be some issues. But listen, this would be an interesting one. And uh, honestly, I hope that they can live up to their name and buy the Broncos. The next one that I have my eyes on. So we talked about this yesterday. The Felicity Ace. So this is that cargo ship that is stuck out on the Atlantic Ocean. Right. And it's stuck out on the Atlantic Ocean because it's on fire and it's carrying thousands of cars. So this this huge ship has over 2,000 cars on it. It's been in flames, I think, since last Friday. And Smit Salvage is a company that was sent out to extinguish the flames and they essentially said that the reason that it's so hard to put the fire out is because there are so many electric vehicles on board and the lithium ion batteries are known to catch fire in these vehicles. Right. And they spread really quickly. So ultimately they need more than water to extinguish the flames. Yeah. Ultimately, what's really interesting about it is it could really kind of change how EVs are transported, which has really big implications because of how aggressively European auto manufacturers are moving into electric. Right. I know you're a digits guy, so just a few numbers for you. So Volkswagen wants 50% of its US sales to be electric by 2030. BMW is aiming for 50% of all of its vehicles by 2030, and Mercedes is looking to move to all EV platforms by 2025. Mm. So lots of EVs coming our way, and um, this could really kind of change how they ultimately hit our shores. Yeah, there are really nice cars on this boat, too. I think there are like a thousand Porsches or something like that. Oh, yeah. And they might be at the bottom of the ocean pretty soon. Well, if you can afford a Porsche, you could afford another Porsche. So. <laughs> What I am looking at is uh, Uber. Ooh. Uber published some city-by-city city data about their rider ratings in the U.S. Oh, boy. So the cities with the highest rider ratings, the cities with the lowest rider ratings, and these are ratings that the drivers give to riders. Uh-huh. So the city, of course, unsurprisingly, with the lowest average rider rating is New York City. Absolutely. Yeah, and Boston has to be close behind. I'd be shocked if Boston... Boston, I think Boston was number four. Worst city. <laughs> and uh, some of the best cities were San Antonio, 
St. Louis, Nashville, Salt Lake City, Kansas City, places that you would expect, you know. Of course, yeah, you go south and everybody's nice. If you if you come up to the northeast, you get all the cranky, all the cranky New Yeah, yeah exactly. So what's interesting, Uber also released an app update that allows you to actually check how many of each, not just what your score is, that they've been able to do that for, you've been able to do that in the app for a long time, see what your rating is. But now you're able to check how many five, four, three, two, and one star ratings you've actually received. Ugh. I'm so nervous. I haven't done this yet, and I need to do this now. This. Oh yeah, your ego can take a hit for sure. Yeah. Oh. I I checked. I have one one star rating. Do you remember the ride? Do you, Do you remember the driver or the? No. I have yeah, no idea. And I pride myself on being a fantastic Uber rider, so I have no idea. I'm biased, JC, but I am gonna say I I would love to give you a ride as an Uber driver. I can't see you possibly being worthy of a one star review. Yeah. Anyways, the next thing I'm following is. Trump's new social media app, which debuted on the App Store yesterday. That's right. Yep. So it's called Truth Social. And basically, it's Trump's version of Twitter. And it basically looks like Twitter and works like Twitter. (laughs) It was experiencing some technical difficulties during the sign-up process yesterday. I think a lot of people are, you know, want to see what the deal with it is. So a lot of people are signing up. And it bills itself as... America's big tent social media platform that encourages an open, free, honest, global conversation without discriminating against political ideology. That's what it bills itself as. Wow. Okay. Which is a very nice sentence in theory, right? Right. I think everyone can agree with that. But uh, I will say what's most interesting about this to me is it's just one part of the TMTG group. So the Trump Media and Technology Group. This is just one business unit that that group is building out. They're trying to go public via SPAC. They're having some legal problems there, but I came across the pitch deck for TMTG. Uh huh. And there's this one slide in there that shows how the different business units they're developing will compete with existing companies. So like oh this goodness. one, True Social, is going to compete with Twitter, Facebook. Then it says TMTG Plus that they're working on is going to compete with Netflix, Disney Plus. They have TMTG News to compete with CNN. Then they're going to have, this was really the kicker, down the road, they're going to make a tech company that'll compete with AWS and Stripe. AWS and Stripe. Oh my God. Goodness. Listen, you got to dream big. That's ambitious. Yeah, that's that's a pretty bold presentation. It is a bold presentation. It's just day one of uh, Truth Social, but I'm sure it'll be in the news a lot in the coming months, so we'll see what happens. Oh, without a doubt. And I bet they'll get a ton of users, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd be shocked oh, if, yeah. uh, if a bunch of people don't jump on there. Let's talk about VR. Okay, so this was super interesting to me. It turns out VR can get a little too immersive. Basically, what ends up happening is gamers who are playing VR games sometimes forget that they're still tethered to the physical world. And when that happens, they break stuff. (laughs) And the proof is in the pudding here. So insurance claims that mentioned VR headsets jumped 31% in 2021. The rise of VR insurance claims tracks super closely with the popularity of VR headsets. It's pretty much perfectly linear if you look at it since 2016 claims are up 68 percent. so basically what i'm saying is this is only going to get worse and worse like they're only going to be more and more kind of damages caused by vr games the average claim is coming in at 880 dollars. and one more fun fact the most damaged item is tvs yep (laughs) which i guess not surprising at all aviva which is an insurance company shared a few of the examples of the claims that they've received 
One of them is a broken TV from a gamer throwing a remote at it after being frightened <laughs> by a zombie. Yep. <laughs> and then another is broken designer figurines from a gamer swiping them off a mantelpiece when the game essentially required them to do a swipe wow. motion. And I've seen a lot of this on TikTok, online. Really? Kids, adults, grandparents, people of all ages wearing these VR headsets in their living rooms, doing some move, like thinking they're playing tennis or something, <laughs> and just like like throwing a remote at, like through the TV. There's a lot of this it's right crazy. now. crazy. <laughs> yeah. From what I was reading, ultimately there are people that are actually getting hurt doing this as well. And there's an entire subreddit that's super popular that has tons of posts. It has 83,000 members. It's called VR to ER. And it basically huh. just collects examples of people getting hurt playing VR games. And I got to get VR, into this. I got to enter. Hold on. I got to I got to join that subreddit because I've experienced this firsthand. Have you really? You've gotten hurt? I've gotten hurt. playing. My friend had an Oculus Quest, I guess. I tried it out. I forget which what the game was called, but it's basically a shooting game where you have to dodge bullets that are sh- being shot at you. But you know, you have to make crazy movements to dodge them. Yeah. I really pulled my back out. No way. It was a, you know, like a real back pull. Like you're, you're out oh. of commission for, for days. That's what happened. It was one of those. Unfortunately, I know exactly how that feels. That's terrible. Yeah. The bigger takeaway here and what really interests me is this question of is immersive VR the best solution out there for, I guess, this whole kind of bubble or we can call it the metaverse mm. buzzword is kind of a catch all for everything like this. Brad Singerland, who runs Non-Zero Sum Capital, he has an awesome newsletter, he's always digging into the future, argues that augmented reality is the better option for almost every type of app, and that big tech companies are moving in the wrong direction by focusing all their efforts on immersive VR. And some of the reasons that he says this is being tethered to the real world prevents accidents, which obviously we've been talking about Mm. this. So he also says that there's something kind of magical about enhancing the real world. So if you think about Uh, Pokemon Go and some of the other use cases we've seen so far, people have had a lot of fun and they've gotten outdoors and they've been able to really kind of play around in the real world with these platforms, which I think he thinks would be kind of the better option of where this stuff should go. Yeah. And bada bing, bada boom. That's it, folks. For more on the Hustle's tech and business coverage and links to all kinds of cool stuff from around the web, check out our newsletter at thehustle.co. Thank you to our behind the scenes maestros, Darren Clark and Matthew Brown. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Hustle writer Rob Litters. You've been listening to The Hustle Daily Show brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.